1: Now at 6 o'clock, we are tracking storms in our area, and that is why our team of meteorologists issued a WREL weather alert day. Good evening. I'm Chris Lovingood. I want to show you this video right now. You're looking live in downtown Chapel Hill. The rain clearly coming down there and even covering on the lens. Again, we've got live team coverage, keeping an eye on the radar and the roads. But let's start with meteorologist Anthony Baglione. Anthony, you were just talking to me off camera about that thunderstorm warning.
2: Yeah, we certainly have been seeing a pretty busy afternoon with this same line that's continuing to push to the south right now. We have one severe thunderstorm warning to talk about. This does include portions of Wake County. It's just on the edge there of the city of Raleigh, and I do think it's going to go just to the south here of the heart of downtown. A lot of lightning though with this one and it's continuing. You kind of see that Boeing fashion to it, pushing towards Smithfield and Dunn pretty shortly here. It's moving to the southeast at about 35 miles an hour. If we put a current track on there. We're talking Andrew at about 6:11, Cape Fear 6:17 p.m. We're talking places like Lillington 6:21 and Shawtown at about 6 22 p.m. So if you're in the path of this storm, we could be talking about 60 mile per hour wind gusts, maybe some very small hail. It has been a potent storm system, so just make sure to keep that in mind as you're headed out this evening. Give it a little bit of time to pass on through. We do have that level one storm risk for most of the triangle, and it goes up to about a level two to the north of the triangle there, and we will continue to watch some of these showers and storms pushing to the south. I know we have several fireworks displays going on tonight. I think a lot of this is going to be down to the south by the time those displays start, but of course we'll be tracking that pretty closely. And then through tonight into early tomorrow morning, we should be looking pretty good, Chris, but we'll be talking about here the big-time heat tomorrow and another chance of storms. I'll show you that here in just a few minutes.
1: Looks very active. All right, we'll check in with you in just a bit, Anthony. So we've shown you from the radar what's going on, but now we want to show you from a first-person perspective. We've got WREL's Carly Haynes, and she is in the w- Storm Tracker. So, Carly, show us a little bit from your camera. What are you seeing?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Chris. We are heading towards Apex. We're south on Highway 1 right now. You could feel that moisture just increase throughout the day, and now it is pelting down hard. We want to give you a look at what we're seeing on the roads right now as we're driving south from Raleigh. What was a little bit of drizzling on our windshield, rain is now pelting down. Visibility is low. We're seeing lots of lightning and thunder uh, with that lightning following closely behind it. People putting their hazards on, pulling over on the road. I don't know, you just saw that lightning strike right there. So if you find yourself here and you can't stay home, make sure you are keeping a greater distance between you and the cars in front of you, as well as reducing
3: your speed. Chris? I
1: will know you stay safe out on the road there, Carly. Thank you. And folks, with weather risks, you'll want to be sure to have the WRO weather app at the ready. It's free to download, and we will alert you to any weather threats in your area. You can find it in the App Store. North Carolina's new abortion restrictions went into effect at midnight. Abortions are legal up to 12 weeks, with some exceptions after that. The new law now requires three in-person visits. Now, prior to this law, women could make that first consultation virtually. That's no longer the case. They have to appear in person. Then you have to wait 72 hours before the second visit, when the procedure will take place. The law also adds a third visit, asking women to return a week later. Now, anti-abortion protesters already want more. They want that as abortion clinics try and adapt to the change. Here's WREL's Eric Miller.
4: Outside the Raleigh abortion provider of Preferred Women's Health Center, the new law has done little to change an old scene. Pro and anti-abortion groups still lining Jones Sausage Road showing their support or praying for change.
3: I came out this morning um, just to pray, simply to pray this morning.
4: Elizabeth Harris is with Sidewalk Advocates for Life, an anti-abortion group. Saturday, she feels like North Carolina is headed in the right direction.
3: I absolutely do. I think we're headed in the right direction. I think that and babies will be saved which is the goal but also more women are going and families are going to be served through this bill
4: just across the street pro abortion groups urging women pulling in the parking lot to keep going this group declining to go on camera saying only that abortion is health care <laughs> This back and forth comes as abortion providers are figuring out how to adapt to North Carolina's new law. That law bans most abortions after 12 weeks. And among other things, women are now required to have in-person counseling before the procedure, something that presents a major obstacle for most patients at a preferred women's health center who are
3: coming from out of state. It's an incredible burden. Uh, It is going to keep people from getting the abortion care that they need because they're not going to be able to logistically handle Two trips.
4: Cala Hales is the health center's executive director. She says the new
3: law has forced
4: her clinics to increase staffing, do and redo paperwork, and is taking an emotional
3: toll on patients and staff. SB20 as a whole is going to keep patients from seeking abortion care, and folks are going to have to remain pregnant.
4: Back outside, for these protesters, that's a battle won. In a war that for both sides is far from over. In Raleigh,
1: Eric Miller, WRAL, New. And to get you more on this, we did reach out to all the abortion providers in the Triangle. All declined to comment today, saying they were either too busy or it would have to wait until after the July 4th holiday. We have all the changes now in effect on our website. If you want to look at that, wrl.com. You can also watch On the Record right here on WRL tonight at 7 for a deeper dive on this. Let's get to this now. New tonight, we are hearing from a witness who says he saw a crack in a Carowinds roller coaster, and that is now shut down tonight. This is video from Jeremy Wagner, and look here. He was recording the Fury 325 ride. If you look closely, it appears to show a crack at the top of a steel pole. As riders come around the corner, the crack appears to expand and then contract. We'll play it again so you can see this. Wagner says he reported this to the park before leaving and also called the Charlotte Fire Department afterward. They called him back in 10 minutes to say the ride was shut down. But before that, he said he felt like there was low urgency among the staff he talked to. And he said, well, I can't see anything. And I said, you don't see that crack because you can literally see it go all the way around the whole thing. And he said, well, he said, I told us I said, you need to shut this ride down. The he he was referring to was a parking attendant. Carowinds released a statement about this. The park said, quote, the park's maintenance team is conducting a thorough inspection and the ride will remain closed until repairs have been completed. Safety is our top priority, and we appreciate the patience and understanding of our valued guests during this process. As part of our comprehensive safety protocols, all rides, including Fury 325, undergo daily inspections to ensure their proper functioning and stu- structural integrity. Now, Fury 325 first opened in March of 2015, if you didn't know. It quickly gained popularity for its record-breaking features. It's 325 feet high, making it one of the tallest roller coasters in the world. It reaches a top speed of 95 miles per hour. It has an 81-degree drop, high-speed turns, and a series of ups and downs. Fury 325 was named the best steel coaster by the Golden Ticket Awards in 2016 and 2017 and we have reached out to Carol wins to see if we can get a copy of any inspections that were made. A 71 year old man is dead and Wake County. Authorities have someone under the age of 18 in custody. Accused of murder. Deputies found Jerry Hicks dead at his home on Old Milburnie Road on Wednesday. We don't know exactly how Hicks has died. We've asked that, but authorities say they do not believe he was shot. Authorities filed a juvenile petition for murder against a minor whose name has not been released. Durham police are investigating a crash that killed a Chapel Hill man last night. This happened near the intersection of NC54 Highway and NC Highway 751. Police say around 845, a car was making a left turn onto 751. That's when it was struck on the passenger side by a Jeep Wrangler headed west. The car's driver was not hurt, but the passenger, 21-year-old George Leander Hill Jr., died. The Jeep's driver had minor injuries. Starting today, if you own a dangerous wild animal as a pet in Raleigh, you have to register it with the city and pay a fee. There's a ban right now on owning new wild animals as pets in the city of Raleigh. That went into effect September of last year after a zebra cobra escaped from its enclosure at home. People who had wild animals before the ban are allowed to keep them, so the ordinance applies to them. Bus fares in Fayetteville are returning after a three year pause. Coming up, where you can go to get your pass. We'll talk about that. And this officials in North Carolina are working to make you safer upon your next trip to beach. Coming up, which beach is now staffed with lifeguards and the other areas? They have them too.
2: He was at the U.S. Supreme Court in the 1970s when affirmative action was ruled constitutional. On the record, UNC law professor Theodore Shaw reacts to the high court's landmark ruling, striking down race-conscious admissions. On the record tonight at 7.
1: Getting you a live look right now in the WREO storm tracker. We've got reporter Carly Haynes in there right now as the rain is really coming down. Currently, they're southwest of Apex. She's going to be on the roads there as meteorologist Anthony Baglione is tracking that uh, severe weather that we have here in our area. So please keep watching. The Fayetteville bus system, FAST, is once again requiring riders to pay fares. You can buy passes now. Fast stopped requiring tickets in 2020 because of the pandemic. You can buy passes at the Transit Center on Franklin Street, but make sure you have those ahead of time as operators can't make change. City employees can still ride free by showing their badge. A one-stop shop for Raleigh's best food trucks, personal chefs, and food in general was available today. The Taste of Raleigh provided that and more. The people who showed up got to try out food in one booth and then move to the next. This is the biggest outdoor tasting event in the city, and it was the second year
2: it was held. I hope they leave full. I hope they leave satisfied. I hope they leave having had a lot of fun. This, this really is an event that we put together for families. Um, we like to call it a baby stroller event. So we've got good music, a lot of good people, really good food and drinks try a little bit
1: of this a little bit of that a portion of the money spent goes to a fund that helps pay for children's lunches in public schools two big jackpots just keep climbing higher this weekend there are no big winners in last night's mega millions drawing the grand prize has climbed to 400 million dollars that's worth $205 million if you take the cash option. The next drawing is Tuesday right here in WREL. Meanwhile, tonight's Powerball jackpot is worth $493 million, amounting to about $255 million in cash. You can watch that drawing live right here on WREL just before our 11 o'clock newscast. And chances are, if you're going to go buy a ticket, bring an umbrella with you folks because the rain is coming down in areas in our in the triangle and nearby. We've got meteorologist Anthony Baglione right now tracking that It's very active on dual Doppler 5000 behind you, Anthony.
2: It is. Yeah, we've been watching kind of this line that's pushing to the south and east right now. <clears throat> Let's get us right over here to radar as we speak. Chris, we're watching this and it does have a history here of some trees down in some spots, especially just out of our viewing area earlier today. We're talking about this is heading toward a city like Clayton, Smithfield, Dunn. It's just to the south of the city of Raleigh. So that's where the heaviest of the rainfall is right now. And we talk about where this is going. Let's put the current severe thunderstorm warning on here for you. 6.45 p.m. is where this goes until. So I know a lot of people probably going to be having, of course, those July 4th festivities tonight. If you can give this some time to pass on through, there is a lot of lightning. So we shouldn't be on the water, things like that. Head inside. Let this pass through heading toward again Clayton Smithfield. Done down to the South I 95 going to be a little bit of a wet drive as well. Let's put the current track on here. Cape fear at about 619 PM. We talk about Hardy Crossroads 620 Coates at about 623 and then heading toward Flat Branch at about 625 PM. Moving to the southeast at about 35 miles an hour is where we sit currently. <clears throat> we look at the severe threats currently here on our map. We've seen certainly some reports of nickel sized hail. We take kind of a sampling here about how half inch hail just to the southwest of the city of Raleigh, Holly Springs, where you see that kind of sporadic coverage. That's where it has been reported today. So certainly not out of the question to maybe see some nickel sized hail showing up here on the map. It definitely has a very clear kind of bowing out feature when we see that a lot of times that says that the winds are kind of pushing out ahead of the storm. And so certainly that potential is there. Maybe some limbs coming down some trees as well. We're going to watch that continuing again to push to the south and east. The heaviest is just to the south of the city of Raleigh, but it's kind of feeding on itself. So I do think we could still see some light showers in Raleigh as well. Through the rest of tonight, what can we expect? We still have this severe storm risk from uh, most of the triangle there, level one. We head up to the north of Raleigh. That's where it jumps up to a level two out of five risk from the Storm Prediction Center. And we watch Futurecast continuing to show this sagging to the south there. It's doing a relatively good job. I think by the time we head later on this evening, I know we have several places, Fuquay Arena, Clayton having their fireworks displays tonight. I do think on the whole, Once we head later on this evening, most of this should be out of here. We will, of course, keep you updated on that. But the the earlier, I think, is where we're talking about for this storm system. There is 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. We head through the day tomorrow. It is going to be sweltering hot. I'll show you our heat advisory here in just a second. But again, that chance is there, especially tomorrow evening. This is going to be something we'll have to watch again for those fireworks displays. Futurecast trying to sneak a pretty big line of storms once again tomorrow evening at about 5 o'clock and then pushing a lot of that out of there at eight o'clock. So very similar to what we're seeing right now, but of course it would make everything damp. So I'll continue to watch that really closely for you and have another update later on tonight. Severe storm risk still exists from about the triangle up to the north. We're in that level one out of five. So very, very busy here the next couple of days. We do have a heat advisory as we head into our Sunday. Feels like temperatures 105 to 110 again on Monday. And then Chris, we're still talking that chance of a few scattered showers and storms into July 4th evening. So pretty busy here in the weather department. Ooh, just I have 100 degrees tomorrow. Yes,
1: sir. Thanks, Anthony. Casey, it's over in sports. Hey, Casey.
3: You know what's heating up today was Hmm. NHL free agency. And I know fans were anxious yesterday about it getting started today. Don Don Waddell, though, had a different approach.
1: Uh, What time should we come in tomorrow? I said, I don't even know if you need to come in. It's going to be a quiet day. Uh, That kind of proved to be a little different.
3: Ah, Just how different? Well, myself and Pat Welter will break it all down next. Carolina Hurricanes general manager Don Waddell says his job is to make sure they get better. And with the additions today, that put this team in a much different spot, but it all started with first taking care of their own. Jesper Foss officially signing a two-year $4. dollars extension He's the quietest player on the ice, but boy, his game speaks volumes. Of course, he's on that shutdown line with Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martin. Good to get him locked up. Now, that was just the start of the team-friendly deals for Don Waddell. The Canes swiping right on both their tenders, if you know what I mean. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Auntie Ranta returning to Raleigh on a one-year deal worth $1.5 million. Father Finn had a .91 save percentage going 19 3-3. 3-3. Three three. Now it's a pay cut for the 34-year-old, but it's the right fit and the right price for a guy who's not expected to start more than 30 games the regular season. Of course, when he's healthy, he's a reliable option in between the pipes. Step two is bringing back Freddie Anderson on a two-year deal at $3.4 million. Anderson, who has also battled injuries, proved in the playoffs that when healthy, he can be the guy. Now Pyotr Kochetkov also still expected to be in the mix. I say it's a good move all the way around now the canes also had nearly 24 million dollars of cap space to work with to go out and make a few splashes and they did and that's where pat welter comes in who joins us live from pnc arena pat
5: casey the canes have a philosophy don't mortgage the future to win now but the beauty of what they did today they didn't have to give anything up and to quote don waddell here cap space is like gold Waddell and the Canes entering free agency here with about $24 million in cap space, as you just mentioned. They use it to land the biggest name on the free agent market in defenseman Dimitri Orloff. Waddell said he thought Orloff really fit well with Rod Brindamore's system. They also get some goals and some grit in Toronto forward Michael Bunting, not to mention all the team-friendly deals with the free agents from their own team that they signed. When you make the playoffs five straight years, those conversations you start to have with agents and teams, well, they strike a different tone. You know, things have
1: changed here. You know, we used to uh, chase players, have to overpay players, and, you know, we've become a destination place. And we're getting those calls first, uh, as some teams are, and it's nice to be in that position to... Uh, have an opportunity to make your team better. And I've always said my job as a general manager is to make our team better if we can. And we felt uh, the additions today certainly put us in a different spot moving forward.
5: What else? said he believes the Tony D'Angelo deal with Philly will also go through eventually. It's just held up by the collective bargaining agreement. He also said they've had some great discussions with Sebastian Ajo's agent at the draft. He expects those to pick back up here in the next couple days, Casey.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much, Pat. Well, already one of the best defenses in the league last season, and as the saying goes, the rich get richer if no other moves are made on the back ends. So check out these potential pairings, plus the addition of D'Angelo, as Pat mentioned, and some discount depth in Dylan Coghlan. That's what makes this team a goalie friendly system here, Chris. But boy, already a big day in free agency. And, you know, there's still a couple moves out there they can make. But I'd say the Canes did pretty good here on day one.
1: A lot of people excited for the final lineup. All right, thanks, Casey. And thank you for joining us here tonight. Make sure to catch our newscast on Fox 50 at 10 o'clock. We'll see you there. I'm Tim Donnelly from 999 The Fan.
5: And I'm Brian Murphy from WRL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast,
1: A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now.
5: Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or
0: on YouTube.